Welcome to Love Under the Influence. I'm Pastor D. And I'm Pastor Tay. Together, we redefine what marriage looks like under the will of God. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Pastor D. Welcome to Love Under the Influence podcast. What's up, what's up? I'm Pastor Tay. Listen, today we want to go ahead and dive into part two of Are You Married But Living Single? Uh, Last week, we talked about the different roles that a husband and a wife play and how important it is to make sure that those responsibilities are shared. And I think that a lot of times we talked about a husband, maybe not being able to identify what a wife goes through, Mm -hmm. but then also a wife not being able to understand what a husband goes through. And I think it's important to make sure you pay attention, right? You have to pay attention to, your your spouse mannerisms, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of hard. I know for me as a mother of seven, especially when all of our kids were in the house together, it was kind of mm-hmm. hard for me to be attentive to you and still attend to the children. Mm-hmm. So I had to ask God, like, show me how to identify what's going on with my husband. Show me how to be there for him. Show me how to be able to do everything that I need to do but I also had to be honest with you and mm-hmm. say, listen, I'm sinking. Right. Don't let me drown. Mm-hmm. And I think that one, one of the, the best part of that for me was being able to tell you that mm-hmm. and to get a response, not with just your words, mm-hmm. but saying, okay, now I'm going to put action to it. I'm going right. to do what's necessary. And it started with, helping me clean up. Mm-hmm. And then it started with pulling maybe two or three kids with you, maybe you watching a movie with them or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just taking the edge off. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we don't know how to move forward, right. but I think that your best is good enough right, right. because nobody want to be married and feel single. Right. So that's why it's important um, that you share the responsibilities, but it's a conversation that has to be had. Yes. You have to be vocal. Look, I need your help in this area. I know you go to work. I know you tired, but I'm at home with the kids. I need help in this area. And it have to be boundaries and guidelines that have to be drawn. It have to be structured because where no structure, where no boundaries, chaos is inevitable. Right. So that's why you got to make sure, look, I need help in this area. And sometimes where I think women and men miss it, you automatically know that your spouse knows what you're going through right. or your spouse knows what you're feeling. It may be times that I can pick up on what you're going through. It may be times that you could pick up on what I'm going through, but there's times where you need to be vocal. Look, I need you to help me in this area. And I think sometimes it's unfair to the husband or it's unfair right. to the wife to automatically assume that person should know. Well, you um, know well, you should know that I was going through this or you should know I need help in this right. area when you are not vocal in that area. So communication is key. You have to be vocal. Look, we are married, but it feel like I'm single. And you have to say, why do you feel that way? And you have to be honest. Look, because I get the kids ready every morning. Yeah. I pick the kids up from the school. Yeah. I'm taking them to football practice, chilling in practice. I'm doing all this and I need your assistance. I get it that you work. I right. get it that you may be tired, but I'm tired also. What can you do or what can we do to help? Um, take the workload off where one person don't feel like they're doing everything. Right. And that's where communication comes in. Yeah. And and I think that 
uh, it's a valid question and it has so many different topics. Right. Right. You know, not just the husband and the wife, but maybe you're a newlywed mm -hmm. and you're hanging with your single friends. Right. And that poses as a problem to the boundaries that were set. Once you put boundaries in place as a married couple, I believe that of course you should make sure that they are realistic mm -hmm. and that the person does not feel violated or in, in uh, or control. Rather. Okay. So let me ask you a question. So if a newlywed couple and a woman comes to you and say, well, I have a problem. My husband, he's been hanging out with his friends. I want him to be his own individual, but it got to be a balance. And she was like, and she tell you that he's been hanging out, coming in kind of late. He's still doing everything that he needs to do as a husband, but she just need balance in that area. What type of advice would you give a woman that say, look, my husband, he's a good husband. He's doing, you know, his part, right. but that's something that, that I need him to do a little better in. Uh, one of the things that I would tell her is to don't be afraid to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of times people like to say women nag or men like to say women nag. Right. No, it only becomes nagging when you continue to ignore it. It sounds like a broken record. Mm -hmm. It's just like back in the day when we had the record player, that thing was nagging you if it got stuck on a place where it scratched. Correct. You cannot move forward until you identify what is scratched. Right. So the first thing I would say is have a conversation. Make sure you don't talk at your husband, but talk with your husband and say, hey, baby, this is something that is bothering me. Mm -hmm. Then I would also say to a husband, make sure you don't hang around anybody that will have your wife in question of your character. Right. So you got to make sure that in this boundary that we've set, mm -hmm. it doesn't violate. Because here's the thing, any door that you open that becomes a threat to mm -hmm. the marriage will eventually become an enemy to a, to the marriage. And right. the enemy comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. So I need to be able to talk to you and say, hey, baby, I want you to have as much fun as you want to have. I don't want to take that from you. However, mm -hmm. it bothers me if you're hanging with this person. Because I told you off the rip, it was one of your cousins. You can't even go to church with him. Mm -hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, it, and it, it was based off the character and based off of the things that we knew mm -hmm. to be true. So I'm like, oh, no, you need to back away from that. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's men that may be going through something where he like, look, I, I married you and now I'm ready for you to settle down and I'm ready for this. And then a lot of times this stuff is not addressed in counseling. Right. You got to be honest in mm -hmm. counseling. You got to talk about what you feel, what you don't feel. And you have to identify the red flags so that you can address them so that we can move forward. Because if we don't grow together, we will grow apart. Mm -hmm. And nobody gets married to get a divorce. Right. So that so that's key in any marriage. Right. So married couples, make sure you identify the problem and you have to address the problems head on and you have to have effective communication right. within your relationship. Don't automatically assume your husband should know how you feel. Don't automatically assume that your wife should know how you feel. Have a conversation. Look, baby, I didn't appreciate when you did this or I didn't appreciate when you did that. Um, I don't mind you hanging out with your friends, right. but let's establish some clear cut boundaries. So with one of us cross the boundaries, we, you know, you won't be offended when I say, look, you now we agreed 
to do this and we agree not to do that. Right. That's how you have a, um, you, you build a successful marriage. You got to communicate effectively. Don't just assume that the person should know how you feel right. if you never was vocal in that area. So, you know, so many couples are married, but they are living single because right. the one person, they don't identify the issues that's within the marriage. You know, you go on casually and you don't say nothing to the person, but in silence, you're suffering in silence. You're bickering and in silence. You're complaining not to your spouse, but to other people yeah. be vocal. You know, sometimes you're going to argue, but every argument, it doesn't mean that your marriage is in a bad place. Sometimes arguments are needed to rock the boat because yeah. what do your spouse say to you in the argument? Typically they're going to tell you how they really Really feel because they're upset you know yeah. that's how you grow that's how you build that's how you you know it's effective communication yeah and i think that sometimes you have to rock the boat to keep it from sinking yeah but <laughs> you have to argue respect respectfully, respectfully yeah. you know you can't argue and you every time you argue you point out your person your, your spouse flaws yeah. and imperfections because that's how we was when we had yeah. a disagreement Ooh. we will point out each other flaws and imperfections where you don't do this where you don't do that Get now below the belt. right and now it's it's not effective. Now it's turning into a shouting match. Now it's turning into to see who could say the meanest or the nastiest thing to the next person to make them feel bad or to belittle them. You know, as a mature adult, you can have a disagreement where it don't make your spouse feel like they worthless or it don't make your spouse right. feel like they're um, inadequate. inadequate. Yeah. yeah. And, and one thing about it, I believe that a lot of times we look at what the world thinks mm. and when we look at what the world thinks we tend to respond the way we think the world would respond right if something is bothering you you have to be vocal about have it to be vocal. if something is interfering with your peace mm-hmm. you have to be vocal about right. it if something is is causing you pain you have to be vocal about it because if you're not vocal about it it will begin to eat at you from the inside out. Right. And I know for me, it was a time in my marriage that, and I know you probably have too, because mm-hmm. just like uh, we're talking about the household chores, the children, the responsibilities and the many hats that women or wives wear. Mm-hmm. We also got to talk about the things that you as a man or men face trying to provide. And mm-hmm. then you have times when the ends are not meeting. Right. So that's another thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you're trying your best. You're working as hard as you can. You're working at jobs that uh, don't want to give you your value. And then when they know you're valuable, they try to keep you at this one place. Mm-hmm. They don't want to allow you to grow. But then they say we're in the land of opportunity. So men deal with a lot too. Right. But here's where the balance comes in. The balance comes in when you identify your wife as a teammate, your husband as a teammate, mm-hmm. your husband as a team player. Like, listen, somebody got to call an audible. We got to get in this thing and we got to make some different plays because mm-hmm. the plays that we're doing is causing us to fumble. Right. right. And we don't want to fumble. Why? Mm-hmm. Because if, it, if, if, if the, if we fumble, it's going to cost us to win. Right. So we want to get in this thing together and recognize, Hey, we need to come up with a system mm-hmm. and stick to that system so that we can properly 
uh, work things out one and be able to be honest with each other without offense being a factor. Right. Systems are, are, are yeah, um, they're a blessing. great. It's a blessing because yeah. when you put the systems in play, it's not one person taking on the bulk of the workload. You have right. a system. Look on this day. I do that on this day. I do that. And you stick to the system and you, and you cooperate with each other. You, you, you make the household, um, the atmosphere, you make it enjoyable, you know, cause sometimes you don't want the atmosphere to be toxic and you dread coming home as right. a wife or you dread coming home as a husband, because you're going to say, Oh, what she, what she has to complain about today or what he has to complain about today because you are burnt out because you are right. doing so many things. You're trying to waste, wear so many different hats and you're trying to do so many different things when you actually not getting anything done because you're not completing any tasks. You're not getting nothing done because you're trying, you spread thin. You're trying to do so many things. That's why, you know, effective communication is key. And if you are married, but living single, it's a conversation that you have to have because when you get married, the person who you married, but when they was your fiance, it's the same person you, you <laughs> married when you, when you say, when you know, when right. you say I do, because the only thing that changes is the woman last name, who that woman was is the same person she is when you got married, right. who that man was is the same person he is when you got married, just because right. you marry somebody, their character is not going to change. Right. You know, right. So, so marriage yeah. is work. It, it takes discipline. It's something that you have to get up and work on daily. People say marriage is just a piece of paper, the certificate, but so is money. But people get up <laughs> every single day and they work hard for money. Right. So marriage, you have to work hard for your marriage. You know, your marriage is your first responsibility. It's your ministry. And you have to make sure you take it serious. When you took those vows before God, you say, God, I'm going to honor this covenant. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one thing about it, I think that three things will help you identify if you are married and living single. If there is a lack of communication, mm -hmm. one. If there is two, if there's things that are bothering you, that you are reluctant to discuss. Mm -hmm. And number three is fear. Fear. What are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. If you're reluctant to discuss these issues, if you don't talk about these issues, mm -hmm. what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being called a nag? Right. Or even as a husband, are you afraid of being called sensitive mm -hmm. or Maybe because you're expressing how you feel. Oh, that sounds femaleish. Because believe it or not, I've had some men come in on our videos and mm -hmm. say, when I try to do this with my wife, she says, I'm being too sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about any other wives out there, but for me, I need you to be sensitive mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Right. I need you to be vulnerable. I need you to to uh, be approachable. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You have to grow to that. Right. Some people marry mature people. Mm -hmm. Derek and I got married when we were 21 yeah. and 22. Yeah. No premarital counseling. 
who was immature. Immature. And, and, I was ratchet. Right. And see, another thing that people have to identify, just because you feel like you don't talk about an issue, you got an issue going on in your marriage and you don't talk about it. And you think just because you haven't had that issue come up, that is going to automatically go away. It doesn't work that way. You, You have to resolve unresolved issues, because if you don't resolve the issues in your marriage, you could be arguing about something as far as toilet tissue, but then you're going to bring up that issue that you haven't resolved. So so if, if you've been married and you feel like you're living single, you have to resolve that issue because yeah. if you don't resolve it, that issue is going to be a routine issue in your marriage. And as married couples, we have to make sure that we do the routine maintenance in our marriage to keep our marriage on the road, to keep our marriage out the ditch, to keep our marriage consistent in right. growing forward and not going backwards. You don't want to re- keep revisiting something that happened three years ago, four years ago, two months ago. But if you don't resolve that issue, you're going to revisit that issue every single time you had right. an argument. How do we know? Because that's stuff that we did. Right. We, we arguing about something that happened today, but then we bring up something that happened 20 years ago. No, but thank God we grew past that stage because once we identified that that was an issue in our marriage, Mm -hmm. we say, look, we got to deal with this because if we don't deal with this, the issue is going to deal with us. You don't want to keep arguing with something that happened 10 years ago. Keep revisiting the past, but when you don't identify it, when you don't deal with it, when you don't do the routine maintenance, you're going to continue to revisit something that you thought you dealt with because you haven't talked about it or you haven't argued about that issue in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Right. And another thing is you have to also make sure that you identify your spouse's voice. Mm-hmm. Now they said it one time, right? They said it two times. How many know by their fourth time, if they continue to keep saying something, their tone is going to mm-hmm. change because now they feel disrespected. Right, they're gonna be now they feel ignored. And then here's another thing too. I had to learn. I cannot tell my husband how to feel. Right. Like you can't say because it's not a big deal to you mm-hmm. that it's not a big deal to your spouse. Correct. You have to be, you have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Like people getting offended because you say you feel single, but you've been married 20 years. Right. But look at the routine of the marriage. Look at the the bulk of the responsibility of the marriage. Mm -hmm. Do we, uh, are we prioritizing date night? Mm -hmm. Do you shower me with love? Mm -hmm. Like me personally, you you don't buy me flowers because you know, that's something that I love. I love flowers. They're pretty, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know how to take care of them. So So I'd rather you take me get a steak, Mm -hmm. you know, surprise me in that, in that manner Mm -hmm. or get, go take me to my favorite spot. But you understand? Mm -hmm. It's important that you understand that when you get married and you have children, you do not have to neglect date night. You don't have to. It's certain things that you can do even with small children. It's certain things that you can still uh, put in place to make sure that your spouse is not neglected and they understand that they are still valuable. You can do things on a budget. It's so many things you can do. Mm -hmm. And we've done it. Right. That's right. how we can stay say I remember telling my husband our children will not be young always. Mm-hmm. We started vacationing 
We got Airbnbs. We bought condos. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we needed that intimate time. And we still have co-sleepers. Mm-hmm. We still got three co-sleepers. Right. So we we needed to be able to spend time with each other and just maneuver that thing. Right. And now it's like a shift that took place because mm-hmm. we learned how to work through it. Your children are your responsibility. They are a blessing. However, it does get tiresome sometimes mm-hmm. when you don't have that intimate. It ain't even about necessarily sex, but sometimes I may want to just have a conversation with mm-hmm. you. And then one of the girls or two of the girls or all three of the girls are just bust in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm right. sh- and I, you know, I talked to you the other night about it. I mm-hmm. was like, you know, we got to have a conversation about this because, you know, even though I'm not in a place where I am married, but feeling sing or living single, mm-hmm. But I do feel like the girls have been uh, played a major part in in interrupting right. intimate time. Right. And we also have um, another platform in addition to this. It's called Love Under yes. Influence also, where we dive deeper into discussing like five pillars, parenting, finances, business, spirituality, and marriage. And we cover real issues that real life married couples go through right. is not sugar coated, but it's some awesome information that help you take your marriage to the next level. So if you've been loving this podcast so far, I'm sure you're going to love, love under the influence. It's an um, awesome platform. Yeah, it is. And it's blessing couples from Atlanta to Africa. Mm-hmm. So many people are getting results from it. And the good thing is, is that it's affordable. Mm-hmm. It's affordable and you have counseling right at the hand, right at your fingertips. Correct. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm Pastor D. I'm Pastor Tay. Peace. Peace. If you enjoyed today's episode, join our community at www.loveundertheinfluence.com. Five pillars that we discuss, parenting, business, finances, marriage, and spirituality. We are super transparent in our marriage and our life about our growth and where God delivered us and brought us from. $9.97 for the month or $97 for the year. Look, guys, it's a small investment, but it yields a large return and it will have a tremendous impact on your growth and on your personal life.